0: Welcome to Culture Mocktail, where we unfold and embrace what it means to be a cultural misfit in society. We're your hosts, Noor and Aisha, and today we are very excited to be joined by a very inspiring, positive, and creative entrepreneur who is a fellow cultural misfit. Please welcome the founder of the Smile Squad, Markian!
1: Hello! Hello! (laughs)
0: <laughs> how are you how's it going
1: great thank you guys for having me i always enjoy talking with more people and meeting new people
0: us too thanks for being on
2: we love a third culture kid conversation I think it's like our favorite because we all
0: connect like by being these cultural misfits.
1: Mhm. Yeah, it's it's pretty rare.
0: It is. So the term culture mocktail comes from the idea that each person that's a cultural misfit has a culture mocktail that's the blend of the different cultures that have made them who they are. Whether you're mixed race, whether you're a third culture kid, whether it's been through traveling and you being immersed in many different international cultures, your culture mocktail is the blend of cultures that have influenced you, right? So for example, for me, I am half Irish, half Syrian. So my culture mocktail is Irish, Syrian, and I've been born and raised in the UK. So it has the UK in there too. What about you, Nord? So in terms of my culture mocktail,
2: I'm Egyptian by blood, but I was born in Saudi Arabia. I lived in like a few different cities every few years. And then I moved to Dubai for a bit, to Cairo, to the UK. But like throughout all of that, I was in British international schools. So because of that, like like being an international school, which I know that you were in as well, like British schools, you just come across Mm -hmm. so many different cultures, like from everywhere in the world. So I feel like my culture mocktail is just like a world, but like put in a glass. Like that, that I would say that's mine. So what would you say your culture mocktail is?
1: So my mocktail is I was born in London, which has zero significance in my life, but people sometimes care about that. Um and they often say like, oh so you must be British but I think where you're born has nothing to do with where you're from. Mm -hmm. Uh, My mom is Ukrainian-American. My dad is French-Moroccan. And I grew up in Russia, Spain, and Hong Kong. And like you guys, I went to British schools, except... I didn't pick up the P- British accent, which now I'm kind of jealous. You're you there to die. <laughs> really? No. Guys, you, you need like to a... get
0: refunds. What the hell? I
2: know. I mean, Aisha's accent is very much a British accent. Yeah,
0: I have a very British accent. Yeah. I think Nord is very Arab American. Wait, mine? No, Nord.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of
0: accent do you think you have?
1: I I just kind of have a plain American accent, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we're like, that's the one.
1: You know what's crazy though? My sister, who's two years younger than me, has a British accent.
2: Does she? Yeah. Wait, how? I,
1: I don't know. I guess she picked it up in school and then I wanted to be cool and keep my mom's American accent. Okay. Because no one else was American and America was like the cool thing. But now that I'm in the US, it's not. <laughs> but do you
0: know what? <laughs> like it's that. the complete opposite here. Like, here, a British accent is so boring. Like, I'm speaking to you guys. I'm like, oh, I love your accents. Like, there's, <laughs> so, there's something in there. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, well, I feel the same way. Also, do you guys have names for your mocktails?
0: Oh, <laughs> you know oh I've god. thought about this before. Oh my god, when maybe I was trying to get, make a graphic, maybe we should get Marianne in on the culture yeah. mocktail team. <laughs> right? Actually, I'm really liking this twist. I'm feeling like we're gonna have to like sign some contracts, get some commissions <laughs> or something. And <laughs> what would you call that culture mocktail?
1: Ah, uh, mine is a. It's definitely European scent Well, actually, no. It's like Amero, Ameropean. Meropean pink something. Meropean blend. With
2: a touch of spice and a little umbrella <laughs> on the top. Yeah. I like it. I think mine would be called like um a desert an international desert blend.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Love it.
0: What would yours be? I feel like mine would be a Shamrock Sunset. Guys. Oh, I mean, that's you, that's you really it. it. Getting the Irish, the Syrian, and the Halal. <laughs> that's it. We're going to open a restaurant. Mocktails being served. That's Boom. the plan. Oh, my God. And all the third culture kids and the cultural misfits come.
2: Yes. And we all drink mocktails
0: together. <laughs> this is our plan, guys. Definitely I'm done. So what cultures do you feel that you identify with most? So obviously you've traveled a lot. You have a lot of different cultures in your blood as well. It doesn't just come from you traveling. So what cultures do you feel like you identify with the most?
1: Um, I would say in everyday life, definitely Western American culture. I think even growing up around the world, you always gravitate entertainment or music wise. Everyone follows what's popular in the US. Yeah. Then I would say when it comes to family, when I'm like around my dad's side, it's definitely like the French side. Ukrainian isn't super big, although my mom's roots are Ukrainian. I mean, this is, I don't even have a straight answer for you. That's probably yeah. the point. Yeah,
2: no, it is the point. That never that is. That is the point.
1: Yeah, I'd say if you were asking me where my hometown is, I would say Spain. However, I don't say I'm Spanish. I say I'm from Spain, but I'm not Spanish. Mm-hmm. It's It's a weird situation
0: do you feel like whenever you visit whatever culture it is that part of you comes out more for example like if you were to go to spain or if you were to be around more ukrainians like that you feel that part of you become more prevalent when you're in that setting
1: honestly i'd say the opposite the reason being is because i when i go there i'm not a local meaning if i go to to let's say ukraine i'm around ukrainians who are super ukrainian who know everything about ukrainian and i'm only part ukrainian or like whatever, which then exaggerates or, or like magnifies how not <laughs> Ukrainian I am. Yeah. Versus if I'm in the US and I'm part Ukrainian, then everyone who doesn't associate with Ukraine thinks that I'm Ukrainian.
2: That makes so much sense. Yeah, completely. Do you think you ever like struggle with feeling not Ukrainian enough or feeling not French enough or not Moroccan enough?
1: Personally, I haven't faced that struggle. I know it's a common struggle with third culture kids of loneliness and not knowing where their home is. Um, I haven't felt that way. I think maybe it's because my family has always been very independent as a family. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's my parents and my sister. And we would like every school break, we would travel. We would, we don't really have strong family roots. So like everyone's in our families are spread around the world. And I haven't felt that pressure of like the French side being like, are you French enough? Or like the American side being, are you American enough? I
2: think that's so good. Cause I feel like that just allows you to just be yourself and like really embrace your third
0: culture kidness. Mm -hmm. I feel like this was an interesting question for me to find out kind of what you had to say on that. Because for me, being half Irish and Syrian, and then being in the UK, I definitely felt that. Mm -hmm. And not because anybody ever vocalized it. Like, actually, on the contrary, my family were very, like, accepting. They wanted to know about our cultures, things like this. But Mm -hmm. I definitely didn't feel Irish enough on my Irish side. Like, obviously, I don't drink, things like that. So that was never something that I could participate in. But then with my Syrian side, I felt almost too Western. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of, I feel like that's a really interesting answer because do you think maybe it's because you had traveled and you had experienced so many different cultures other than just where your parents were from that you really have a very global view? It's not like you have two cultures that you're trying to fit between. It's that I guess you have so many cultures that you've integrated with that maybe feeling too much of or not enough of maybe isn't really something that comes into it.
1: Yeah, I think my identity has always been formed by that globalness and having traveled and moved in different places that formed its own identity. And that's always what I had known. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I haven't personally faced that too much. And I'm also curious to like learn how our situations might be different in terms of gender, in terms of ethnicities, religion. I'm sure those create lots Mm -hmm. of different pressures and create our own experiences. It's
2: really interesting Mm -hmm. because I think for us, we were like quite visible minorities in a space like wearing a headscarf and things like that so i think it is it is quite interesting how different people like have different experiences but we still have like a similar like third culture kid experience but it's different factors playing into it Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so we we've done our research we know that you speak french (laughs) spanish and english so here's an interesting one okay what language do you find yourself thinking in
1: when i'm speaking in english in english when i'm speaking in spanish spanish but then french i would probably think in english because my i would say my french is my weakest out of those three okay. so you must
0: be really fluent in spanish then so you to be able to think in that language
1: yeah yeah definitely i love spanish it's probably my, it's probably my favorite language out of
0: yeah it world. has a nice little r-roll doesn't it like <laughs> really senorita
2: i love it <laughs> <laughs> But how important do you think language is in allowing you to connect with a culture? So like when you go to Spain and the fact that you can speak Spanish, do you think that allows you to like connect more to to really embrace the culture more? Or have you managed to embrace cultures without knowing the language?
1: Knowing the language that the locals speak or what the country speaks changes your experience completely. Like if I lived in Spain but didn't know spanish firstly a lot of spaniards don't speak english so you would miss out on all these communities or people that you could have created incredible experiences with and like learning the culture you would miss out on those and then you would probably be stuck in your like british bubbles and i know brits love to have their english bubbles around the world yeah they do mm-hmm. yeah and personally i tend to always have gravitated towards like let's say in spain like to my spanish friends or like in hong kong to like my chinese friends like international friends rather than the expats who like just they live in discovery bay or like whichever bubble they, they live in so yeah learning knowing the the language just gives you a completely different experience
0: a thousand percent there's actually a quote i don't know if you've heard it before i can't remember who it was that said it but what it said was something along the lines of if you speak to somebody in a language that you both understand you communicate he hears it But if you speak to him in his language, then it goes to his heart and it forms a completely different connection between the both of you. And it's a different experience, which I actually really agree with.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's a completely different relationship than connecting on a deeper level. Totally.
2: Do you think that you can like joke better in one language than the other?
1: (laughs) It's a good question. I actually, I feel pretty playful and jokey in Spanish because spanish and the culture is very like very light very relaxed very laid back it's
2: a very collective culture they like being together they like gathering yeah
1: versus if i were to to say the same things in english i might come across as very uptight or like picking things you have to be yeah, a little more mean. I don't know. Okay, so it's a it, bit more like humor. Yeah, yeah. In English, I'm, I'm a little like, you got to be a little more, I don't know, I don't want to say sensitive, but thinking a little more.
0: Like being a little more polite almost.
1: Yeah, I guess, yeah. And a weird thing is I I feel like I definitely sing better in Spanish than in English.
0: Really? <laughs>
1: which is so oh weird. Oh my God,
0: that's so cool.
1: And not that I sing well in either. But, but better. <laughs> when I do sing, it's better when I'm singing despacito <laughs> than else
0: <laughs> do you ever have on your Spotify videos because it happens to me all the time you know that because obviously being international you listen to so many different kinds of music right like I'm assuming it's the same for you right mm-hmm. do you ever have it when like you're listening like you're jamming out it might be to like whoever it is give me some artists like Drake Etchie, Rihanna like, Rihanna whoever it is, And then suddenly, like another song comes on in a completely different language. It's a completely (laughs) different vibe. Like it's on shuffle. You're like, whoa, wait a second! Like this is not, this is not the vibe right now. My
1: playlist or my genre, I I would describe as like good vibes.
0: Mm, And it's kind of electronic,
1: but not like EDM. And it's feel good. It's a little funky. Mm -hmm.
0: um, Give us some artists. What what names?
1: Honestly, I don't know the artists. I just know I just find random songs and then I'm like, ooh, yes, this is great. Yeah. Odessa would be kinda close, a little mainstream, but I love their stuff. Okay. Who is the child? But it, it's just these random songs. I'm like, I'm vibing to this.
2: Yeah. And if you're <laughs> vibing, that's all you need. Exactly.
1: What would you say is like your your go to playlist that describes your music taste?
0: Do you know I feel like I feel like it depends on my mood. Like, I love a bit of everything. I love some musical, like actual musicals. I love contemporary chart music. Mm. I love Arab music. Like, the past Mm. two years, I've really started to embrace that side of myself, like, even more so. And kind of delving into music was a big part of that for me, actually. I would always we would be in uni and I'd be like to do it okay I really like this song but can you just tell me what it means because I just I have no idea.
2: <laughs> and then I tell her the meaning and she's like I like it so
0: much more now <laughs> you have obviously as we've discussed moved around a lot so we're gonna give you an open stage it's yours to take how was that for you
1: I had a very positive experience traveling and moving around I think I Firstly, I moved around at good ages. So I moved when I was seven and then I was when I was 16. So it wasn't like I moved when I was 13, when I was just making friends, and then I mm-hmm. had to leave them. So on that side, I had a positive experience. And then traveling, I would love traveling with my family to Japan and then the next summer going to Peru and then going to France or something. It, there was so we had so many great experiences, so many great adventures. We loved to to do activities, exercise, like local experiences, meeting local people, food. I've just had so many happy, great memories around the world. And it's shaped me, shaped my personality. I've learned a lot, Uh, been exposed to lots of different cultures. So I have nothing but good experiences.
0: That's awesome. I love that so much. Mm -hmm. I really feel like traveling, it makes somebody so well-rounded. Like it makes them so... Just so aware of so many important things that are going on, and open-minded. Often, yeah,
1: hundred percent. Yeah.
0: And I think if you've traveled a lot, you
2: just have a lot more empathy. And it's mm. interesting because I think your content is very empathetic. Mm-hmm. So I think I I can see like the relationship between like you being a third culture kid and then like what you're doing now, which I think is so interesting. A thousand.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I think open-mindedness and empathy are two incredible qualities to for every human to work on. And it's mm. it definitely has been a, a part in videos and in inclusivity and diversity and like celebrating lots of different cultures. Definitely been a part of our videos.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think as well, like on on being more open-minded and having that kind of wider perspective i feel like it makes it easier for you to connect with others and just see others as like another human being that's trying to do their best and they're trying to live their life and it makes it easier for you to kind of connect and understand them and kind of want to hear about their struggles hear about how you can help them hear about how you can laugh together about how you both understand that funny thing that's happened or like you're kind of on the same wavelength because your perspective is so global you know which i think mm-hmm. is really special
1: yeah yeah it is
2: i really resonated with a way that you like see yourself because you consider yourself as an outgoing introvert mm-hmm. i mean and just the <laughs> juxtaposition between these two words like i get it i feel like i was such an introvert growing up or just more like shy and mm-hmm. then recently like in the past i would say like seven eight years i have really allowed myself to like to just come out of my shell and it's it's a very freeing feeling. So you've spoken a lot, like I've seen online about like being an outgoing introvert. But I'm curious to know from the perspective of someone who's moved around a lot, was mm-hmm. it hard to adapt and make new friends as a shy kid or as an introvert?
1: I used to be super shy, probably like you as well, and uh, you know, was it always the kid at the back of dance parties? I didn't have like the confidence to like approach strangers at all. Forget about that. But then I would see my extroverted friends like in class or in, in clubs and as in like, like sports clubs. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: and, not a not out at the club.
1: And I would, I would see how well they connected with people and like how everyone loved them. And they were so funny and they were so fun and they would always be so energetic. And I was like, I want to be like that, that person. And, and I want to connect people the way that this person is connecting with others. And over the last also like seven or eight years, I just have been working on becoming more outgoing by observing what extroverts do and just copying them. I'm one trait that I would, that I would describe myself as is observant. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I would I would observe what extroverts do and then try and practice that and implement it and it's definitely changed my personality
2: mm-hmm. being shy do you think it ever like hindered you when you came to like moving about to new places do you think like initially it's like oh like it's difficult for you to make friends or is that not a problem that you really faced
1: i love the moving stages because it gave me the opportunity to choose who i wanted to be
2: yes i guess reason that. being
1: because when i came to this school in hong kong nobody knows who markian is
0: you start over
1: exactly it allows you to like Become the person that you want to be because you you wouldn't be able to change in Spain or like in your because people already know you and they're like, Wait, what are you doing? Or like, why are you changing or whatever? Mm-hmm. But coming to Hong Kong, I was like, Okay, you know what? I'm going to dance at parties or like yes. at
2: gatherings. And no one knows I didn't do that before.
1: Exactly, exactly. And they're just gonna think, oh, I guess he always dances and always has fun.
2: Mm-hmm. Awesome. It's like a chance to rebrand, yeah. which is amazing.
1: Yeah, and then same happened when, when I came to college. I was like, cool, another opportunity to be the type of person that I want. Nobody will know who I was before.
2: No judgment.
1: Mm-hmm. Making videos gave me the opportunity to leave my comfort zone again. I think one of the the examples I use a lot of my first time of like approaching people in public was when I did this video giving roses to girls on Valentine's Day. And I had never like done anything like that before. I was so scared. Yeah, it took me so long to prepare myself. Okay, I'm gonna go up to this girl. Walk. No, actually, no. She looks like she's in a <laughs> hurry. <laughs> it's so, like, what excuse can I find? Yeah, exactly. She's walking faster than usual. <laughs> yeah. After
2: that, did you feel like, "Whoa, I'm so glad I did that," even though you were so nervous like a week before?
1: Yeah, exactly. And then I would, I would do it, and then I would get rejected, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, it's not as bad as I thought."
2: Yeah, and it's each cool. Time like gets, I'm cool
1: exactly each time it gets a little bit easier you pick yourself and, up and move on and, mm-hmm. yeah and actually this saturday uh we filmed a video acts of kindness in the streets of santa Amazing. monica with with two of our creators current ifomia and, and it was it was interesting to see them kind of as like natural extroverts like doing this for the first time of like approaching people in public versus myself who yeah. just practiced this a lot that's
0: so interesting have you
1: guys ever tried that like uh, approach people in public
0: I feel like uni was a very big kind of, kind of a playground for this kind of practice. Like we did Mm -hmm. societies, we were actually pres and vice pres of the Arab society where, we would have to like go up to people. I remember actually the first time seeing that and I'm quite an extra, well, I'm a really extroverted person actually. Um, mm-hmm. But I remember even at the beginning of second year, and this is what, like three years ago now, I remember always being yeah. a little bit nervous because I was like, okay, I have no idea who these people were, but I feel like because I had a role to play, I was like, okay, I'm committed. Like, I can come over and introduce myself. So that I think really did like doing things like that really helped build confidence in that area Mm. for me i would say i think for me like like i told you
2: like i was quite introverted like growing up but you know the same way you described like you almost feel like you have this like energy inside of you that's like a bit trapped and you just want to like you just want to let it out but you're a bit nervous Mm -hmm. i think going into uni i was like you know what like (laughs) effort because that's it's the same way like no one knows anything about you like you can finally be the person that like you want to be so like we did arab society um, with that, I was like, you know what? No one knows who I am. I'm pretending like I'm acting in front of the mirror. They don't, they don't know anything about me. <laughs> and that would just be <laughs> So you've lived in very different cultures, Russia, Spain, Hong Kong, completely different to each other. Did you ever experience culture shock?
1: Mm, no, not really. I think because we had traveled so much, we are very adaptable as a family. Like we could move across the world and within a week, we like, okay, we got it. This is the transportation system. These are good places for food. Um, We'll meet someone at this school or something. So honestly, we we adapted super quickly. And Hong Kong, you know, is also pretty westernized. It's a British colony. So, but even then, if it was China, for example, we would, I don't think we would have had a problem.
2: Mm-hmm. Do you think if you stayed in the same place for a long time to just settle down, basically, that would have been more of a shock to your system? I,
1: yeah. I think, I think yes, also depends where. I think being in LA is, if I'm going to be settled down in one place, LA is great because there's so much going on. However, if I was like settled down in like the Midwest of the US, then I would be going crazy probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have been traveling less since I like left uh, university and now living on my own and like doing my own thing, my, my business. So it's more like once or twice a year that I do like a big trip for example, or like see my family. But LA is a good place to be.
0: Do you think you would want to always keep traveling? Or can you, do you feel like you would want to eventually just settle down in one place? Is that something you can imagine for yourself?
1: I would like to settle down like life-wise, like when it comes to like, I don't know, in my 40s when I have a family or whatever. But traveling can can always be a part, whether it's like every couple months or a couple times a year. I think traveling will always be a part of my life. I think that's such a strong and valuable educational like tool to, to travel and teach your kids uh, about different places in the world.
0: what do you think is the most important lesson then so because it's so valuable what do you think is the one thing that you feel like okay that's what you really get from travelling like that's what my kids would get from travelling that's what I get from travelling guys we're talking about kids as if we're like in our 40s (laughs) how (laughs) is (laughs) it going I'm having to like (laughs) remember he's sweating (laughs) No, but like I mean like what is it that because I agree with you I feel like it is such an important thing like and It's been really valuable to me. But from your perspective, what is, what's been the most important lesson that you feel like you've learned from it all?
1: I would kind of think of it as like unlocking different parts of your brain almost. Like if you think of it as a video game where, I don't know, it's like you go on different quests or you find, you like discover different areas. Um, I think traveling is the same way. You, you discover like different ways of life, different cultures, different way people do things. And even though you might not, like, like know everything about it, you know, even if you just travel to a place for a week or two, it's still, like, you're just exposed to it. And being exposed is so powerful in itself to build different personality traits, like empathy or, like, open-mindedness. So I I think for that reason, it is it is powerful.
2: Yeah. I think I already know the answer to this. Okay. But where do you feel most at home?
1: I would say Spain and Marbella.
2: Oh, yeah, because you were saying earlier, why? It's
1: it's where I spent the most formative years there, from like seven to sixteen years old. It's a place that I love the culture, I love the people, I love the lifestyle, mm-hmm. um, I love the language. So, again, I don't feel like a local when I'm there, like, but at the same time, I I feel very integrated. Um, so, yeah, it does it does feel like home.
0: It's really interesting to hear you speak about it because I feel like even though you say you like acknowledge the fact okay I don't I know that I'm not a local when I'm in Spain um but you also say that it, you had a very positive experience overall it wasn't like you latched onto the idea and I guess that's because everyone's different like different personalities kind of are affected by different things
1: mm-hmm.
0: um but did you ever have the feeling of being kind of whether it was a positive, negative thing or whether it was just a thing, did you ever feel like you were the odd one out because of that? Or was it very much a, oh, I'm just here to embrace this new culture um, take it for what it is kind of a thing. But did you ever feel like the odd one out?
1: Not in a negative way. I think I always knew that my family was a little different and independent and we would go on traveling to places that other kids wouldn't. Um, but I would never felt that, that I was like, uh, in a negative way, I think going to international schools by default there are people who are from different backgrounds if i went to like a local school maybe that would have been a a little different yeah but yeah i didn't necessarily feel that way specifically
0: great okay cool so we want to move on to the smart squad we absolutely love the positivity that your content radiates on platforms it's it's really refreshing to see it's based on connectivity and positivity and spreading good vibes and making people feel good about themselves Mm -hmm. and we're all about that we absolutely love that Mm -hmm. so We can obviously see that from your content, you showcase so many different cultural identities and you give them a voice with your platform. So what is it that kind of makes you wanna do that? What's your motivator?
1: I think it all comes down to our purpose as a brand, as a team, as a group, as a company. And our purpose and mission is to make people smile. And that includes all people, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And one thing we love to do with our skits is to represent lots of different communities and identities. And we do, we do cultures, we do body types, we do personality traits, everything. I especially love doing the cultural videos because I love, first of all, learning about a new culture. Every time I film it with the actor who's obviously of that culture, they always get excited like, oh, yes, we always do this. Do this. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, I remember when I was a kid, we, we brought this up. And then when the video is posted, seeing it be shared in that country and like people coming together like, yeah, we love our culture. It's always like a feeling to see
2: yeah you guys yesterday on the smile squad posted um what it's like to be friends with an egyptian and mm-hmm. i'm egyptian and i saw and i laughed because there was a part where like her shoe was upside down and she was like no like turn it down like and the other person was like why she's like it's bad luck and i i was like i didn't realize how absurd that is but i do this all the time like whenever my my shoe or flip-flops i was telling aisha this yesterday i was like aisha you must do this as well like i thought everyone did this like i thought this was just a thing it's so ridiculous but It's just Mm -hmm. something that we do. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, it's also interesting to see the similarities between cultures.
2: Exactly. Like we've
1: made a lot of videos and then even the comments like, or we, we, we filmed the videos and I'm like, wait, there's the same Indians do this as well and Chinese people do this as well and Peruvians do this as well. It's like so funny to see that that overlap between cold Yeah,
2: things. It's even like the thing with the spices, like like in, in all these videos, there's always a mention to food. It's just, people just love food. It's
1: a huge part of life. I yeah.
2: think that's just like what we can all connect mm-hmm. on. It's
0: almost like we need it, right? <laughs> <you're>...
1: Kind
2: of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's almost like we die without <laughs> <Yeah>. eating it. <laughs> it's almost like we would, but yeah. Yeah, the Smile Squad is all about making people smile, as you said, and we love that. But we wanna know, what makes you smile?
1: Good question. I think, I was thinking about it the other day, the moments where I'm happiest or I get most excited, specifically maybe when traveling, is when I get welcomed or invited to a local family's house. Ooh. Like, and they invite me over for dinner or we do something like some local activity. Like, those are like my most special moments where I'm like, wow, I'm really, like, it's it's so special. And I've had I've had instances in like the Philippines where we were knocking on people's door to to find a place to sleep, and then this yeah. family invited us.
0: Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I feel like we're such stalkers. We're like,
1: yeah. You've <laughs> like,
0: tell us something we don't know. No, like- <laughs>
1: well, I don't know. At this rate, you probably know everything.
0: No. No, it's really interesting. I actually love that because I feel like, do you know one of the nicest things about being able to travel and being integrated with so many different cultures is seeing their warmth. Like when I saw that they did that for you, that was so sweet. I feel like you wouldn't find that in the West, really at all. They'd be like finding a restraining order, like as you are.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, crazy. The Philippines, I mean, have such generous people there.
2: I love that. I really want to go. Yeah. I've never been. Yes. Yeah,
1: definitely. We have a lot of Filipino fans as well.
0: Is that why you would also say you're, you're happiest? Like, that's what makes you smile the most. But is that when you feel like you're most in your element when you're putting yourself out of your comfort zone like that?
1: Hmm. I think, yeah, traveling is definitely uh, one of those things that, yeah, puts you in your element because it... It it really put forces you to be in the moment. Meaning, when you're traveling, you're not worrying about other things because it's so new, it's so exciting. You're not, and I think those what we've noticed actually doing research for our new channel that's you know make people's day is all of our happiest memories are the ones we felt carefree, where we forget what time it is, where we forget you lose track what day of time. And the week it is. Exactly, yeah. So I think if you can recreate as many of those moments in life, that that would be the goal
0: absolutely just let go mm-hmm. I think that's a
2: really nice way of looking at it yeah. because that is I think where all humans feel happiest like when you really feel like you lose track of time in a good way mm-hmm. because that means you're with the people that you love the most mm-hmm.
1: yeah that's another thing we know It's it's all of your people's happiest memories are always with others and you know whether it's friends family it's a community it's always shared with other people
0: I was just thinking as you were saying that people that haven't traveled that much would say that traveling is something that really is outside of their comfort zone. Like it's something that they're scared to do. But as third culture kids, I feel like it's actually what brings us a lot of comfort. Like if we were told that we can't travel, I think that's when we would then kind of freak out a little feel bit. Feel trapped. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, so I'm interested in the kind of reverse perspective. So what do you think is something that would actually be out of your comfort
1: mm, zone? to do? Out of my comfort zone? I think... I think I am not usually, I know it probably sounds weird with what I'm doing, but I I don't like being center of attention or like having a lot of attention or performing. That's so not me. And I, I know I make videos and online in front of millions of people, but I think like the scariest moments are like, and maybe it's less now, but when I had to like dance in front of people or think of like a street, you're walking in the streets and there's a street performer and then the street performer calls you out to perform with them or like do something or i'd be so scared of those moments you're like
2: ground please swallow
0: me <laughs>
1: yeah yeah so those those definitely out of my comfort zone
0: so we want to speak about the new route the Small school has taken so do you want to tell everyone what the new direction is what your goal is what your aim is we're loving it we saw the makeover you guys gave to jasmine and it was amazing
1: mm-hmm. yes so our mission is to make people smile like i said and traditionally we've done comedy skits and we wanted to create a new channel that was more personality driven and deeper, more meaningful. Um, so one of the things we came up with was making people's day. So we put out a form like a Google form and cast like an ad for it and casting sides saying, Hey, do you know anyone close in your life that you want to make their day? Just make a submission and we'll come up with like a creative day. And the first episode was this girl, Jasmine, who was, nominated by her sister Rosetta and uh, the goal was to make her feel beautiful so we had the makeover, the photo shoot super fun and an episode that we're posting September 2nd is uh, helping a performer become a drag queen
2: Ooh.
1: his name is Carlos and it was like a crazy, crazy day Like we had the friend of our other drag queen Exotica help us she gave him the makeover, they both performed in the streets of Santa Monica, then we went to like a drag show where Carlos ended up performing in the show I've actually, like, I don't know if you might have seen this, but I be- I became a drag queen for a video on one day and it's on my Instagram.
0: Oh my God, well. really? How was that?
1: That was super cool. Like, an incredible experience because it, it's a transformation. You become a different person. You become a queen. like You're a it's, character. Yeah. It felt very empowering to be able to, like, become whoever you want to become. Kind of how we were talking before. So it was a crazy experience. So cool.
2: <laughs> Okay, we want to do, to end this off, a little culture mocktail quick fire question. Yes. So, just a few questions about being a third culture kid, almost like the culture with the most or the culture that you feel most X to.
1: Okay. The first
2: quick fire question is the culture with the warmest people.
1: I'm going to say Philippines.
0: Amazing. Culture with the best food. Vietnam. Culture with the funniest people. Spain. Culture
1: with the best dancing. Uh, I don't know. Um, quick
0: fire, quick come fire. on, you've got it in there somewhere.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna say, dancing, dancing.
0: He's like they're all rubbish.
1: I don't even know. I'm gonna let just. I'm gonna say Brazil.
2: Okay. okay, yeah, that's a good one. The culture with the best music. Uh,
1: I'm gonna say. Nigeria, because I've been really into Afro beats. I oh, think it, yeah. I don't know much about it, but I'm a big fan.
0: Really cool. Okay, and the next culture you want to experience?
1: Turkey.
2: Ooh.
0: Amazing.
2: Cool. Well, that's mm-hmm. the quick fire done. We stressed you out, sorry. <laughs>
1: Sweet.
0: So is there anything you want to share? What is next for the smile squad? What should people look out for?
1: Happy videos wholesome positive videos that's that's all we want to do that's our mission i think i think it's people really resonate because it's a way of living you know to live life with a smile and to live life with a positive attitude life is more fun life is happier life is better that way so if that's if you resonate with any of that then smile squad is a great source of content for that
0: amazing and where can everyone find you
1: smile squad anywhere youtube facebook instagram we're on there.
0: Amazing. So thank you for
2: taking time out of your day to be here. It means so much to us.
1: Thank you guys. Great chatting with you. It's
0: been really good and interesting. We've loved it. I've enjoyed it too. (laughs) To all our listeners, thank you for listening as well. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at Culture Mocktail. Rate us on Apple Podcasts and please write us a review. There is a new episode every Tuesday, so please tune in. Embrace your mocktail. And keep flourishing.